Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, welcome to Film Fandango, the film podcast. My name is David Reed, and joining me is Mr. Marek Larwood. Hello, Marek. Hello, David. Are you well? How have you been? I've just literally come back from the Isle of Wight. The Isle of Wight? Yeah. Is it a happening place? It's where my parents live, and it's where I think I want to go and live now. <laughs> really? You want to go back to the, the family seat? I went to the Isle of Wight, and my mum... I asked my mum to stop buying me clothes for Christmas and birthday presents, and she bought me this top. It's very nice. I don't really think, but I just thought, oh, well, I thought it was easier just to say yes. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. It was a quite nondescript top. I'll wear the top. Thank you. She thinks you're a slightly huskier man than you are. What do you mean? It's, it's, slight, it's quite, you know... It's got room for growth, hasn't it? Oh, no, it's not. I think mean, it's it too short. Oh, okay. really? I need to lose weight, if anything, David. Luckily, the Wolfsball season's around the corner, so... I cannot wait for the Wolfsball season to start up. If you're a new listener, Marek is not only a talented presenter of film podcasts, but he also invented his own sport, at which I am the best person at it. So that's... Uh, oh, well, that, that, is, that, is, that is questionable. I mean, the cups on my shelf Talking of cups, I've just... Spent £50 on trophies. Well, the trophies must be coming up in the world. Wow. How, well, no, how many what? trophies have you bought? There's quite a few. <laughs> anyway, this isn't a sports podcast. No, no, no. We'll do that a separate time. This is Film Fandango, where, where we talk about films, both old and new. Before we start, we should mention that we are sponsored by HerFilmProject.com. Now, what is Her Film Project, Marek? I want to make a film... I am a lady or a person with disabilities? Possibly. I mean, underrepresented in the film industry, I guess, is the uh, the catch-all. So not uh, superheroes. Not a superhero, yeah. And not Adam Sandler. So we can talk about the people who can't apply for If you're film. not Adam Sandler or, like, Chris Pratt or Jennifer Lawrence, then and you... you're not a superhero... Yeah. Um, what what else is over it? And you're not a young couple with some children being haunted by a ghost in your own house. Yeah, you're not Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone else can apply. You're not Bill Nye. He's in everything, isn't he? He's just doing the same character and everything. 
the character of Bill Nye. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you're not any of those, uh, then you can get help uh, through uh, connections with people and even funding. Go to herfilmproject.com and follow at herfilmproject to find out more. Go make films, people. Bigger, better films, smaller films, worse films. Your choice. <laughs> make them. Go make films. Uh, so, um, that's that out of the way. I uh, went to the cinema. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like a film, Marek. It's been known. It's been known for me to go to the cinema. I had to go to not my usual cinema for this one because this film uh, is wasn't considered arty enough for the Picture House Central. What film was it? I went to see John Wick, Chapter 2. Why have they called it Chapter? Well, because it's like reading a book, going to see a John I mean, Wick film. Watching John I mean, is the opposite of reading a book. Oh, it's like a Dan Brown book. But um, yeah. I would love the uh, the novelisation of John Wick. He fired his gun again into the man's head. He then did an incredible clip change and fired his gun into another man's head. It's a bit like... He span around, shooting his gun into the man's head. When children write stories and it's just action. Yeah. Just straight action. No, there's no... No just no adjectives. Yes. Just whole card... Cold hard. I said hold card as well. Hold card. Cold hard action. Yeah. Uh, the first John Wick film, if you did not catch it, stars Keanu Reeves as a character called John Wick, who is uh, a hitman, probably the best hitman of all time. And hes uh, I think he tries to retire in that one. I haven't seen it in a while. He's retired. He's retired. He's retired. He's got a nice house. His, and then something, then his wife has died. Um, he's got a dog. And she left him a puppy uh, to help him with the grieving process. Uh, so that he's got something to care for is the idea. So this dog has huge emotional significance, and then during a home invasion, they kill his dog. And so he I think these Russians see his car, don't they? They, yeah, uh, that's they, right. they get jealous of his. They see his snazzy car at the petrol station, and they think, ah, oh, they mess hello. with the wrong mofo, basically. Yeah. And so he get, takes them all down because he is capable of that. Um, but that's John Wick One in John Wick Chapter Two. The events of the first one mean he still can't retire. Well, he doesn't get another dog and that gets killed, does he? Well, he does get another dog. And whether he gets killed is spoilers. Oh, no. Uh, but, basically, he's he's brought back in for one last job to pay his debt to stop this vendetta. And it all goes wrong. Oh, no, he's been set up. And so he's got to kill everyone. I imagine when at the dog's home... The third time he goes, I'm presuming the dog's been killed. All the dogs are going to shit their pants. Oh, I do not oh, I don't want to be in dog with Death Wish Keanu Reeves. Yeah, um, this film is just like the first one, only for lovers of action because the story is fun. It is. It's very simple. It's high camp, actually. The world they've created of assassins and this camp. what high camp bombing. No, that's not what camp means. You know, it's sort of heightened. It's a bit Flash Gordon. Oh, okay. You know, okay. where the, uh, you know, the, the world they've created around assassins and how it all works, they've all got their own currency where for with these sort of gold coins that are assassin coins, and it's what they get paid in. But they, they throughout the film, it's wonderful, I love it, where he buys, he buys like, um, a brand new uh, assault rifle for three coins. But also at one point in the film buys a round of drinks for one coin so how much it's worth is really confusing what's your drink not soft drinks no like no but just two 
uh, two like spirits for him and another guy. One coin. So either it's a really expensive drink or a really cheap gun. That's, that is very annoying, isn't it? It's slightly annoying. But um, so uh, it's got some nice cameos in this. So Ruby Rose uh, is plays a, a silent uh, assassin who's trailing him. And lovely to see them back together. Lawrence Fishburne plays the leader of a rival uh, syndicate of assassins as well. Okay. Who are all homeless men or they're all pretending to be. Uh, what are they called? The, the name of the syndicate? I'm not sure actually. I can't remember. I don't know if they're ever named. The, the Fishburners. That's quite good. Um, but... This the action in this is impeccable. It's so beautifully done and well shot. Like, if you're a fan of the genre, like watching The Raid or something like this, the people who've made it, sheer passion for that art is seeping out of the screen. You know, it's not like one of these crappy things where they've just got the most famous actor they can and they shoot around the fact they're not very good at it, you know. It's uh, like I've heard the latest Iron Fist TV show is like. Um, this I've never genuinely been excited watching a clip change in a in a gun before mm-hmm. because it's so efficient, it's like ballet, you know, it's so fast. And nearly every <laughs> every single shot from his gun is a headshot and it just it's a ridiculous proportions you know in other films it would be like well he fires a few and he misses and then he hits him in the leg and then it's just like no he's brilliant at this it's headshots every single time and in, in the bombing man he shoots people in the dick first right okay is this is this before he bums them or after? No, he doesn't bum. He, 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 the bad guys get shot in the dick. Right. Okay. Oh well, that's good. That's good. And then they're just left to sort of bleed no, out. No, the head. But he just thinks. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's so they, the briefest moment before they die. They just have a bleeding dick. It and it's very hard for the actors to do two different cries. Well, it would be spoilers for me to tell you whether that happens a lot in this film or not. But what, shot um, in the dick shots. Dick shots. Yeah. There must be a couple, I reckon. Have you seen um, Have you seen uh, that fan-made version of RoboCop where everybody took one scene and made it themselves? I heard and, about it, And yeah. there's one in particular where it's just endless dick shots of him shooting guys oh, really? in the dick. It's very funny. I, I have seen an action... I watched an action film. I've been working with my little brother chopping down trees in the woods. And after that, sometimes, I really, when you're doing manual work... It's quite nice to watch a film we don't have to think. Mm. And we watched The Equaliser, which you've talked about before. Yes, uh, the Denzel Washington one. And I was, uh, it was boring for the first half an hour, and then I really enjoyed it. Once it just gets into the pure action, it is enjoyable, isn't it? Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun, because once you, you tune into, like, oh, they, they've done sort of the bare minimum trying to get me to care... And yeah. once you're sort of past that bit, it's, it's really all, boring. It's all cliches. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. think, oh, I can't be. Oh, right. He's alone. He likes reading books in a cafe at night. Oh, well, he makes friends with some down and yeah, out girl. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and it's all just set up, and you you wish they'd done it in ten minutes instead of twenty five. Yeah. But no, I agree. I think it's quite fun. John Wick too. I I thoroughly enjoyed. Could he beat the Equalizer? That would be a hell of a fight. But I think he probably could. I think he probably could. Why? The Equalizer is. It, it, I don't know if you've seen the Equalizer, but he. I have, yeah. He, he, well, listeners, they, they, you walk into a room, he looks around, and he calculates how long it's going to take in seconds. Yeah. 
and then he just does a load of perfect moves. He's unbeatable. Well, John Wick's fairly similar. Well, has, he, has he got a stopwatch? No, he's just, he's just an incredible, incredible hitman. Um, there's some brilliant stuff with cars and people getting smacked about with cars in this as well. Uh, some good car chases, so they mix it up a bit. And uh, a great homage to Enter the Dragon at the end as well. You know, it, it this feels like a kung fu movie with guns you know that that is what it is gun fu yes exactly the the martial arts of it are front and centre and the rest is just slightly silly fun and it knows exactly how silly it is you know uh, Ian McShane is is you know playing this incredible sort of head of the uh, assassin syndicate and he's becoming quite a good bad guy isn't he Ian McShane yeah in his sort of older age he's uh, he, he's he got a lot of presence hasn't he America now loves him I never saw um, Lovejoy Deadwood no the uh, the uh, I saw Lovejoy obviously I loved Lovejoy I mean I saw every episode of Lovejoy they're remaking Lovejoy apparently are they yeah can we make it I'd like to be in it who would you like to play, Tinker? No, no Antique Spoon or something. <laughs> like in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you watch? Who did you go and watch it with? I saw it with my uh, friend Martin. Oh, I know Martin. You do know Martin? He's been on the show. Did fact. he enjoy it as well? He did. He did. Yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a good film. You have to like that genre, you know. But these are particularly fun, and it didn't seem to have a general release for some reason. Um, are the bad guys Russian in it again yeah that seems to be the thing now again well I think right I think have, that's quite right that Russian but in recent years yeah it went was Russia then it was it went Russia to the Taliban at, during the Cold War yeah. and they were at a brief blip during Desert Storm and all of that where it became Middle Easterners and now that uh, that's all a bit uh, complicated now I, now right. as the Americans are starting to realise maybe we were the bad guys in that one uh, it's Russians again. again yeah and a lot of people if you've if you're quite muscly you've got tattoos up to your chin yeah you can definitely get part as one of the bad guy six or seven I bet there's some tattooed how many tattooed bad guys in yeah I wonder if the same bad guys in the Equalizer and the same in John Wick 2 there, there must be guys who uh, crop up again and again and again yeah. in these things poor old bad guys poor old bad guys they never get a break they should stop um, following the evil-looking person and start getting employed by nice-looking people. Is it um, funny, then? Is it uh, unintentionally funny, or is it...? Um, no, no, it, because things are unintentionally funny when they, they don't have a, a self-awareness of, you know, they're trying to be one thing and they're failing miserably. This knows exactly what it is, you know. It, it pitches it fairly squarely at the sort of, this is quite... This is fun. This is... This is fun, but is taking itself seriously enough that we sort of, we get it. It's, it's a good film, a I these, really enjoyed it. There's quite a lot of these sort of mat, uh, alt, expert killers. So Jack, yeah. Re- Jack Reacher, Equaliser, yeah. this, uh, uh, well, the, the, all, all the Born Identity ones. Yeah. That's what sort of led to all this new wave of... Well, it, it's seeing somebody at sort of the pinnacle of their powers just doing what they do brilliantly well is is what the action genre is kind of all about you know like um, John McClane does outsmart a mastermind criminal in the end with his yippee ki motherfucker moment you know it's not 
he doesn't just burst into the room guns blazing, he outwits him. And it's that kind of thing that you go, yeah! Those are the I yeah moments it, of cinema. I find it hard to buy that all these really great assassins that are p- perfect killing machines hmm. are coincidentally really sort of kind souled that's the that's the difficult thing to buy isn't it yeah when did Denzel Washington for example get into reading you know literature in a bar late at night when he's just been killing all these people non-stop so he's an expert so you have to I mean you have barely enough time to learn to read let alone become (laughs) sort of an expert in literature and that's just bollocks well, oh right so now you hate all these things just you, you've yeah. turned rather quickly there yeah I'm just sorry I wonder if Leon uh, started all of that oh, with of the sensitive murderer yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah, but at least it sort of made sense with that because he was supposed to be mentally subnormal so it's kind of like he doesn't he doesn't understand it should just be a total arsehole yeah well well like uh, the Punisher did you uh, did you see any oh, I read the graphic Daredevil? novels I didn't right, see yeah, yeah. he's basically a fascist um, yeah, but no, John Wick Chapter Two. If it's your kind of thing, it's it's not perfect, but I'd give it eight. I think that's quite high. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. I enjoyed it a lot. It's a good ride, and everyone enjoys a good ride. I think it's time for this. Here's an email. From Ray Blake, subject, Triangle. Hello, Marek, David and Buddy. I just wanted to recommend this offbeat horror sci-fi just playing weird 2009 movie. A young woman goes sailing with a group of friends. And when a storm comes, they take refuge on a passing liner, which appears to have suffered from a Mary Celeste type event. It soon turns out to be not quite that simple. And the denouement is at once both inevitable and shocking. I saw this first a couple of years ago, and it's a tough one to get out of your head. It's available on Amazon Prime Video, and well worth a 90-odd minute investment. I predict a score from David that is one higher David than the number of Mariks it earns. Keep watching the films, and thanks for recommendations. When I began listening, I decided that once three recommendations of films haven't turned out, well, I would donate to podcast the podcast, and that didn't take long to happen. I mean, I really struggled with my reading towards the end of that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't bother listening to you anymore. Okay. <laughs> well, I haven't got Amazon Prime, so I don't know how I watch Triangle. Oh well, I'm sure it's available somewhere else as well. Yes, I'm sure if you really wanted to watch it, uh, you, you could t- somehow do that. <laughs> I wonder how um, the musical instrument, the Triangle, is involved. We'll probably have to find out I by watching it. The whole soundtrack's done on a, on a <laughs> single note. Ding, 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 well, you can do quite a lot on a triangle. Do you remember you, do, the production? Yeah, trying to. You try mute and, it, don't yeah. you? That would be really good if they're doing that. You could throw it at a gong. Um, a lot of the emails are recommendations for bad films. Yes, we've asked you for the worst film you've ever seen. Um, so please do keep sending in your emails and tell us what the worst film you've ever seen is. We're going to do a worst films episode now. We've got so many from you. So please go to filmfandango.com um, and fill out the form there and let us know the worst film you have ever seen. Um, it, it'll be interesting if something's come up again and again. Yeah, actually. yeah. Uh, well, this uh, message is from Phil Shakespeare about O.J. Simpson. 
Oh, we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. I it? think it's that way around. I don't think OJ Simpson's writing to us about Phil Shakespeare. Well, you never know. Let's find out. Let's find out. Dear Marek, David and Buddy, I killed my wife. Whoa! Uh, no, I, I, I'm lying. Dear Marek, uh, David, Buddy and the asshole dog next door. On Marek's strong recommendation, I just finished watching the OJ's, uh, watching OJ Simpson Made in America... Um, this must be some disease that I've spread yeah, I know. around the house. I just finished watching the O.J. Simpson Made in American documentary. I mean, that's all wrong anyway. A fringe benefit of having been laid up ill in bed the past couple of days. It was indeed excellent and pleasing that it took the time to present his story over such a lengthy period. I think I was 13 when the horrible murders occurred and had only been slightly aware of Simpson. I think probably just from the Naked Gun films as David mentioned. But of course his murder trial was a long-standing news event and the verdict was much discussed. The last I remembered hearing of the story was when the civil suit found him guilty, and uh, my being rather confused quite what that meant. Therefore, the section of events prior to the murder case and following the civil case were completely unknown to me. The documentary was a fascinating insight into race relations in America, as well as the cult of celebrity, and something of an expose of quite what a circus the infamous trial was. I'd watched the first episode of the recent dramatisation starring Cuba Gooding Jr., but that failed to grab me at all. I'd noticed the documentary on iPlayer previously, but hadn't been particularly interested in it until Marek's glowing report of it. I'm very glad I caught it before it stopped being available. Great recommendation, Marek. Are there any other great meaty documentaries around at the moment? Phil Shakespeare. Um, yes, this is O.J. Simpson Made in America, which is an eight-hour film. Yeah, not to be confused. I mean, because I, I told my mum about it, and she got confused with the O.J. Simpson, Cuba J. Gooding yeah. dramatization, dramatization one. Yeah. So it's not that. No, not the one with David Schwimmer in it. Yeah. Unless he's involved in the murder trial, I don't know. I think I, I would say that if it wasn't David Schwimmer and O.J. Simpson who did it, David Schwimmer would be my second. So, who actually did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, he's done some stuff. But he looks, Definitely. he looks like he's done something. Yeah, he does. Playing that stupid card all the whole time. <laughs> Come on, mate. You're covering something up. Yeah, yeah. Meaty documentaries. Meaty documentaries. I mean, we've talked about quite a few documentaries on this podcast before. Uh, ones that stand out are The Act of Killing is an incredible one. Yes. Um, uh, Dear Zachary, A Letter to His Son About His Father is an absolutely incredible one that you can watch for free legitimately on YouTube. Uh, Zachary spelled Z-A-C-H-A-R-Y. Yeah. Um, uh, these are harrowing documentaries do not sit down for a lovely evening in but they will connect you to the extremes of humanity that is just fascinating and mind-blowing i think one that always i always think of i forget to mention on the show i have mentioned a couple of times is capturing the freemans have i spoken before yes you have but i've not seen it yet a family who their father gets uh uh accused of abusing young boys and they and they film all the court case it's absolutely fascinating uh, another email from it's gonna, I, I'll read this one again because there's another OJ email okay. and it's his reaction to, we're, always, we're always about two weeks behind with our or three weeks behind our email so apologies everyone but that's just what happens uh, this is from Gary Fenn this is about OJ thanks for recommending the fascinating OJ documentary on iPlayer he's saying exactly everything I've already said I heard you start talking about OJ the programme and assumed you were discussing the dramatisation starring John Travolta and Kubo Gooding <laughs> however 
As Matt continued, I realised you were talking about something else. Uh, blah, blah, blah. This document, the way this documentary holds the race situation up to the life of OJ like a mirror was brilliant and perfect. The more you understand the racial tension of the era makes it more clear how the truth was skewed so deliberately. It's sad how little evidence itself was considered and what and how justice was lacking for the Browns. It's a superbly made film. I, not much more to add here, so here's a montage of David Schwimmer repeating juice. He's, um, <laughs> he has... Uh, put a link to a YouTube thing there. I know I'd be of no interest to our listeners, but it's nice that Gary Fenn bothered to do that. Bothered to do that. Why would David Swimmer be repeating juice? What's the significance well, of that? I, I, I don't. It must be from the OJ trial. Oh, does he say it a lot? I haven't seen it. No, I haven't either. I feel very confused now. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I saw a film. Juice. Uh, what? <laughs> I saw a film. Juice. Oh, I did see a film. I I I'd forgotten that you previously reviewed it on the show yeah so what is this this was I'll briefly talk about this and I'll talk about another film fine after. so it was Ida which was the um, it, it, Polish uh, Oscar nominee about a nun who from two years ago 2013 it was actually made by oh yeah a while ago then yeah I watched it around the times of the Oscar nominations around then um, it's about a Polish if I remember rightly it's about a Polish girl who um, he's about to take a vow to become a nun that's right and is she uh, her mother superior recommends she goes out and sees the world for, goes to see her mother aunt. her aunt, aunt who is her only living relative is that right yes and she finds out that her fa- and this is set in 1962 and she finds out her family were basically who are, are Jewish and killed during the war that's right but it the cinematography is absolutely incredible. It's a stunningly made film, yes. I, I, I remember it being very slight and in that it, it stays very human and real and uh, but beautifully done and fantastically performed. I thought the, the girl playing uh, either was absolutely brilliant. And the art as well. So yes. if, if you... Uh, uh, we've talked about that before, so go back and listen to that one. But I, I recommend it. I'll give it eight Marics. But now I'm going to talk about a film I watched recently... Um, and the reason I picked Ida was because it was a recommendation on Twitter right from Tom Hiddleston Tom Hiddleston not to film Fandango but in general in general just to the world he, in general and someone Facebooked us with, to t- say can we have some more Tom yeah. Hiddleston stories well, please and uh, also uh, I've had somebody else ask for more Tom Hiddleston stories since we told that story that may be apocryphal I don't know I'm just passing on rumours to you all but um, the one about him saying what was it uh, Eton Rada <laughs> yeah. um, Broadway Hollywood if I can do it so can you to a load of women and people who hadn't gone to Eton so what happened um, was I went on Twitter looked at Tom Hiddleston yes. saw that he recommended Either. Either, so I was going to. I thought that was a quite a nice. That's a nice link. Yeah. Recommendation. I only realised you'd seen it before, so it was futile. It's futile. Do you want to hear another Tom Hiddleston story yes, before please. you move on to the other film you've seen? Yes, please. Uh, this is uh, a particular favourite of mine. Is that apparently at a friend of his is wedding, uh, but it, it was it wasn't he wasn't best man or anything. He wasn't you know on the top table, but he was there. He'd been invited along, but. Um, after all the speeches had happened, 
so everyone was still sat around, uh, you know, in the big venue having their coffees or whatever. He stood up and ting, 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 ting. Everyone was like, what's, what's going on? And he said, uh, you know, beautiful couple, congratulations, incredible day, so wonderful. I'm rather embarrassed because I haven't actually, I didn't, I didn't get you a present. I've just come in from LA. I didn't actually get the time to get you anything. So here's my present to you. To be or not to be. And he did the whole speech from Hamlet. Wow. At them. That can't be true. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Wow. Well, let's make it, let's say it is true. One hundred percent true. Yeah. Anyway, so I mean, he doesn't have any long speeches in Kong uh, Skull Island. So yeah, poor Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> I mean, he's had such a rough life. I I paint the picture for you. Oh, go on then. It was Sunday night, and I thought I wanted to see a film, quite a thriller sort of film. You know, a Sunday night yeah. film that I'd seen before. A nighttime film. Yeah, sort of. That I thought was quite good. Oh, really good. I want to remember if it if it stood up to being as good as I thought it was. Okay. Uh, this film is the 1983 thriller, The Dead Zone, directed by Dra- David Cronenberg and starring Christopher Walker. It is um, if you are big fans of Stephen King. Oh, is you, it a Stephen King one? Dead yeah, Zone. You you all know it, the book is uh, the story of a man who he's got a nice girlfriend working as a teacher in the school he really loves his girlfriend um, it's raining one night she invites him in he says better not because he wants to save it till they get married right oh no on his way home yeah he's involved in a car crash oh god isn't that always the way you get turned down for sex and then you're the moral of the story (laughs) It's never turned out sex or you'll just die. Yeah. For your own God safety. will punish you with a car own crash. Safety. And not any old, but a big milk container. Oh, I'd hate to have a milk container. There's nothing worse. Imagine they're lying in a. You're there. Yeah. In a car crash and then you get covered in, in milk. milk. Not just any old, just a massive. Loads and loads of milk. I once. Um, I once got a hideous uh, infection in my mouth and had to be on uh, uh, drugs, painkillers for three months because we shot a short film about time travel where I had to hold milk in my mouth for ages. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it got it got behind, uh, you know, where my wisdom teeth were coming in, and it got all infected and all. I've just had my wisdom tooth out. But it was about it was a short film me and Humphrey Carr did. The about one you were doing. I want to see that. The film physical. The oh, it was on YouTube somewhere. I'll post it up. But um, the physical, <laughs> the physical uh, repercussions on the human body of time travel. And it's it's kind of all serious and everything, and then we just go back through time, and then just a vomiting milk for about two minutes. God, I bet that, I bet you don't drink milk much now. Not really. I do like milk. So, does he gain magical powers from being in all that milk? Yes. Isn't that the plot of the Toxic Avenger? Only not with milk. This is back in 1983. Um, it's and th- this would be a standard thriller with a good plot. Yeah. But the fact you've got David Cronenberg directing it, yeah, and you've got Christopher Walken 
are on top form. Yeah, eighties. And he's walking. brilliant. No, I think he's always brilliant. He's always brilliant. But this is him. This is that sort of deer hunter. Mm. Brilliant. Um, he, he was particularly sort of wide-eyed and manic in the, his youth, wasn't he? Like I think more, I think he he looked even more startling and yeah. more more alien. So he's a perfect for a man who's got these special powers when when he touches someone he can see into the future basically and how that person right. da- 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 something that person sort does. Premonition like. stuff. Yeah. Uh, the support- it's a bit like The Shining then actually. Yes. Also a Stephen King. Yeah, I mean it's that feel got that feel to it. Um, the supporting cast is brilliant. His doctor's Herbert Long, who you remember from the Pink Panther films. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's really strange. See, you, I mean, I associate Herbert Long so much with having his nose shot off in the Pink Panther. <laughs> it's very strange seeing him in a sort of serious role. Um, Tom Skerritt plays a sheriff. You probably he known best playing Dallas in Alien. Yeah. Uh, and he's brilliant. and Viper in Top Gun. Yeah, uh, Brooke Adams in it. She uh, Martin Sheen is in it. it. I mean, this cast is absolutely brilliant. It's one of those films where you've got it, it would be a, a, a normal thriller, yeah, but it's not because the direction's really simple. It feels really eighties. Well, Cronenberg Cron- always feels 80s, yeah. you know, he's got that. I, I do like a Cronenberg, I've this not is, seen Dead this is This is quite, um, it's not got the hallmarks of, uh, normal Cronenberg's been really weird and off. Body horror yeah. is usually what he's what he likes to get into, so Videodrome is, is yeah. particularly very strange, and then the 90s offering of existence I remember being quite fun but it doesn't it's not quite a brilliant film yeah this is him sort of uh, being on a leash of having to do an adaptation yeah and it works really well and apparently they shot it um, in Canada because Cronenberg knew all the locations so it's supposed to be American set in America. so they could save money on a location scout well, probably yeah. yeah and he wanted to have all the places that he knew and it was a freezing cold winter so the snow over the whole thing just looks really cold and adds to it. It feels as though it's a winter, a great, probably a great winter thriller to watch. If you haven't seen a Dead Zone, you, I give it nine marics. Hey. You will thoroughly enjoy it. It's a really great thriller, thriller, and I don't think people people talk about it enough. And I think it's up there. One of the great. It was probably one of the great films of nineteen eighty three. Um, and it won lots of award, science fiction awards but I think the 80s was you had brilliant films in the 80s there was well. a lot of competition for interesting films I think the Dead Zones are lost great from the 80s and you have to buy it I bought it on Google Play or I think it's probably very one of the platforms for about £2.50 and that's what you pay for renting a video out isn't it that's right these days yeah yeah so go that's about right Blinkbox has gone up to £4 so oh, I'm just like no oh, come. not doing that anymore oh, oh come on I, I expect to own it for £4 come on I'm not made of money you're really not you have to make uh, £10 is a standard cost isn't it for a download yeah to own it but the, I think you'd be a mug to do that these days on a slight side note on these streaming services because these companies none of them are uh, indestructible and as soon as one of them goes bust everything you bought with them you can't access anymore yeah. so there's no point doing it until it all sort of stabilises and they work out what's going to be the industry standard who's going to do this what special power would you like to, would you like to have a, shake someone's hand and look into the see into the future 
Is it always violent acts in the future, or is it's it always just... something bad happening? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Not really. Be very nice. Because you usually shake hands when you meet strangers, don't you? So that would be an awkward first impression of them. Well, especially say, that... oh, I just, I just saw your run in with the bumming man. And you make a sound as well when you shook the hand. <laughs> is that what Christopher Walken does? Not really. No. Yeah. <laughs> he just has a funny, funny um, half hour. What? <laughs> I'm having one. I just stares into space. All right, for half an hour. <laughs> yeah, a half hour premonition, like watching an episode of The Simpsons or something. As soon as you shake someone's hand, someone's hand. No, just a couple. I'm of seconds. not touching milk again. You know, it sounds really dangerous. I don't know if it's a milk related. Well, you said he crashed into a load of milk. But I'm assuming. I mean, those are the rules of of superpowers. Is that if you crash into a load of stuff, that stuff has caused your uh, superpower like the horror film Jack Frost yeah, where a murderer Deosa. he he crashes into a uh, <laughs> into a truck or his i think his uh, lorry that he's in like taking him to a new prison he's a serial killer uh, crashes into a truck of genetically modified acid <laughs> Oh, and that's what makes him, and that which melts him, and but then his DNA is combined with snow, and he turns into a killer snowman. Well, here's an experiment for you. Yeah, it's um to see whether the milk thing works. Yeah, why not get um uh, uh say uh, some new li- a cohabitant or loved one. Yeah, to throw a pint of milk at you. It'll have to simulate uh, car crash speed, so it'll have to be quite hard. fast, really hard. Hard. Yeah, not the glass, just the milk, but really hard. It'll be good if you put it in a washing up bowl, a yeah. cu- uh, just a couple of pints, <laughs> and really hard throw it at your face. Maybe run at it while you're doing run it. Run yeah. at your face. The day before the Grand National. Okay, and then shake a horse's hand. And then see if you can pick a horse... <laughs> No, but you have to shake people's hands, right? That's what you said. Shake a horse's hoof and work if it dies in the ground. If it dies, if it gets shot in the head, no, it probably didn't win. You need to shake someone's hand, don't you? Or if you shake a horse's hoof and it's getting done by its jockey, then you go, yeah, he's celebrating, isn't he? Well, just basically, (laughs) just throw some milk into your face and see if you can see into the future. And if enough of you do it, then that's experimental conditions, right? We'll get some data. Yeah. Oh, we can do an experiment now to see how well, it's just sort of psychic powers. Yeah. I'm going to say a number in approximately uh, uh, when I finish this sentence. So Yeah, so pause I'll, this, pause throw this. some milk into your face. And then it's going to be a number between 1 and 50. Okay, do the milk thing now. You've got the milk, get the fridge, throw it into your face, think of a number. The number is 43. If you got that, if you got that number, you might have just got latent psychic powers well, from the uh, milk it, experiment. It's the only way we can work out if people, if you could write to us and if everyone, yes, right, yeah. go write to go to filmfandango.com and write to us and tell us whether you guessed the correct number after you did the milk thing. If, Even if you got it wrong, you still have to write in because then we know that it might not work. Yeah, we need all the data. You know, we are scientific in our research. <laughs> Um, and don't and don't just say you've got the number forty three if you didn't because it could lead to a lot of milk related injuries and slow the progress of science. Absolutely, there's no point ingratiating yourself with us by lying. Like even if you have got psychic powers, we won't be your friend. Oh, that might, uh, also put in the email if you had psychic powers before. Yeah, that's important. You did the milk. That's experiment. important because otherwise the milk may may not be a factor. Yes. Yeah. 
Um, and Don't sorry we made you do the milk thing. If you did have psychic powers, we should have said. There's no point you doing it if you already had them. I mean, a, I mean who would have thought... Science a, is hard. A review of the dead zone could lead to us discovering that throwing milk in people's faces makes them psychic mm. and changes the course of humanity. Well, this entire podcast has been worthwhile. If you'd like to reward us for doing all of these episodes and getting to this final scientific discovery, then please go to filmfandango.com and click the donate button. And everyone who has done so, thank you very much. Also, go to filmfandango.com and message us the worst film you have ever seen. Uh, We will do our worst films episode at some point in the future once we have enough messages. But that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Keep Keep watching watching the the films. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.